It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. All right, and welcome back, or welcome to the first episode. I mean, Just depending. Yeah, I, like the I do like it too, but um, yeah, we'll see because um, it didn't have a name and we also have a different well, format. <laughs> well, we'll just, it's, this is just like practicing. Yeah, and I feel like you're going to knock your drink over with your gestures. <laughs> Already, you got close. So if you it's hear fine. glass shattering, it's because Mindy's too emphatic with her, with her gestures. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so welcome to, uh, now we actually have a name, mm-hmm. um, Atypically Topical. Mostly is, because... Um, Mostly because he, I like the other name, but then he was like, we're just going to do with that one. And I was yeah. like, all right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I felt like this was more catchy and it'll, it'll be better. I think the other one was, um, timely banter, which yeah, yeah. had to do with our format of, you know, past, present and future stories that we're sharing, but we're going with this one. Cause we're, we're choosing atypical topics each week. The last one was Badass Kids. This time we're doing Unusual Crimes. Mm-hmm. So we each um, looked up an unusual or interesting or strange crime and uh, going to share that with the other. The other has no idea what the topic is going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright yeah. the dollop. Um, so again, Mindy is doing the past one and I am doing the more current one i think mine was about a month ago so mm-hmm. um i guess take it away mindy okay well when looking up for this um that i came upon a lot of you know serial killer stuff like uh mm-hmm. you know hh holmes and um ed gein and they're all really weird i mean ed gein like used to wear like human faces of the people that oh, he killed so like dwight yeah like dwight. <laughs> except not with a dummy mask and just yeah it's like actual a, a real face people's, yeah but it's like people like it's so many people go over that and so i was trying to look for something really different and i found one and i was gonna do that one but with more research i found this one that's like this is more out there mm-hmm. um but an honorable mention of the other one okay it was about how in uh, 1922 in uh, New York, I guess like straw hats were like, you can only wear straw hats during the summer. And once it became autumn, like you're supposed to stop wearing it. And like, it's, it's like the fashion rule. Yeah. And like people, <laughs> took it ser- yeah. And people took it seriously. And like, it's <laughs> so if you were like um, in the start of autumn, like, teens would like rip it off your head and like stomp on it and stuff like that wow <laughs> yeah and then and then one year there was like a whole riot like thousands of teenagers that were like like hurting people trying to take their straw hats off their heads mm-hmm. um so it's just like that's weird but <laughs> but this is even weirder okay okay interesting um so this is during the middle ages and during the Middle Ages, you could bring animals to court for sentences ranging from gruesome mutilation to excommunication. Okay, by bring animals to court, you don't mean emotional support. You mean like... Like court court, like judge court. Right, but they're the ones being accused? Yeah, they're the <laughs> okay. ones being accused. Okay. 
Um, All right. So the most detailed source <laughs> of these case studies comes from a book called The Criminal Prosecution and Capital Punishment of Animals that was published in 1906. Um, so this book illustrates case, cases roughly between the 19th and 16th century. Okay. And the book points out two distinct types of animal tri trials. Um, so this in quotes, there's a sharp line of technical distinction between the Thurstappen and the, they're, I don't know, they're hard to pronounce. They're Wait. just two types. Okay. Um, and so the first type is where capital punishments inflicted by um, tribunal, particularly tribunals upon, among pigs, horses, cows, and other domestic animals as a penalty for homicide. And the other one was a judicial proceedings instituted by courts against rats, rats mice, locusts, weevils, and other vermin in order to prevent them from devouring crops and to expel them from orchards, vineyards, so many and, questions already. and cultivated fields by means of um, exorcism and excommunication. So basically what it's, what it's saying that um, they would try most large animals for for offenses such as murder and they were generally executed or exiled while the smaller animals <laughs> like such like pests um they were often just excommunicated or denounced by the church what do you have <laughs> to say for yourself i mean and like why <laughs> <the> fuck... <laughs> and it's like it's not a valid reason do the bugs care about if the church <laughs> just frowns upon them <laughs> yeah it's like, okay, I'll just fly away somewhere else now. Yeah. Because I know exactly where I'm going and what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so this book lists about 200 cases where animals were brought to trial. Are these First, all it, international? No, it's just in Europe. Okay. The villages. And like, Germany. I guess, and I guess it's like, the Middle Ages sucked, I guess. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. They had nothing better to do. Yeah, so they might as well put animals on trial, <laughs> I guess. So I have some cases for oh, you. God, okay. Okay, so in the 19th, 19th, no, not the 19th. In the Babe? No. Oh, wait, that was a little past their time. No. No, I know who Babe is. No, I'm just saying it's a little past the middle age time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe they put him on trial. I hope not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so in the 1480s, the Cardinal Bishop of Autun in France ruled against some slugs which were ruining state of grounds under his purview. He ordered three days of daily processions where the slugs were told to leave the area or be cursed, <laughs> thus making them free game for extermination. Okay. <laughs> I have no, I have nothing for that. Yeah. So why I take it is like, they're basically praying that the the slugs get cursed and leave okay so yeah i mean i guess that works i mean again i don't think the slugs gave a shit yeah i mean you can like excommunicate a spider right now and it's not gonna no I'm... as much as you would like to yeah it's not gonna listen uh, yeah I'm, pre <laughs> I'm pretty sure they could have been more effective to just like put salt on them yeah oh yeah uh, what but, was that? What Disney movie was that on? Was it Bugs uh, Life? Were no. They, or I know do you know what I'm talking, talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They pour salt on the slug, and, and it's he's like, like ah, yeah. Was yeah. it a Disney movie? I don't know. Okay, it's go ahead. Um, 
Okay, so for the, this this next one, pigs were, com were common animals that would go to trial because they were often found roaming the streets and children found in the field. So accidents are pretty common with those two. Mm -hmm. um, so a fairly typical typical case in 1379 tells of two herds of pigs <laughs> that were uh -oh. tried for murder. <laughs> the two herds of pigs were feeding together when a trio of pigs became agitated and charged at a swine master's son who died from his injuries. So they were tried and after due process of law due process. were condemned to death. Oh. But but luckily all the pigs except the three that initiated the attack were um were listed as accomplices <laughs> and later pardoned. So they're they're fine, just the other three pigs were kids so oh, wait are these the three little piggies um sure <laughs> we can just say that yeah um <laughs> is that their defense i guess so <laughs> um okay the next one so in most cases courts tried animals as closely closely as they could to the same way that humans were tried this included how they were punished uh, just like how, like some murders of the day, the animal, the animals were condemned to hard, to like horrible executions mm -hmm. for their crimes. So, and and it's, I keep saying nineteen because it's so recent, and this is like so old. <laughs> so, in um, twelve sixty six, a pup, a pig was publicly burnt for the crime of mutilating a child. So it was like a witch burn, but with the pig. Yeah, and when I was reading that, I was like, isn't that what people do when they roast a pig? <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem that bad. It was publicly put on a rotisserie and spun around. Yeah. And the apple in his mouth, just like we do with humans. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would smell really good just to be there. <laughs> That's you know? true. They just started finding pigs and and convicting them of crimes just so they can burn them and make bacon. <laughs> I mean, I would have done that. <laughs> yeah, crispy bacon. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, and then in 1386, um, another pig was to be mangled and maimed in the head and forelegs and then to be hanged for having torn the face and arms of a child. Ah, okay. Well, that one deserves it. Yeah. I wonder if it was like a warthog, big, you know, those big ass pigs. Well, I don't know. Because, I, I mean, how, I, unless it was a really small child and. Well, I mean, pigs are pretty big. Like. That's true. But they don't have, like, sharp, as far as I know, like, tear face off. Maybe they were more irritated back, <laughs> back so. in the day because, like, there wasn't enough food and the black death. Some and... of them didn't have fair trials. Mm -hmm. Didn't get to. Speak. I have a brain! <laughs> um, Is that your pig voice? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, so yeah, and, and again, that doesn't seem so bad. You're just like tying them up, and yeah, you tie them up by all force, yeah, put an apple in his mouth, and there you go, yeah. Anyways, bestiality was also an occasional act accusation that led to the trial of an animal. And although this charge is actually known to go in the animal's favor, so this is something good they did, okay, this yeah. is something smart they did, so okay. Both the human and the animal might be put to death, but in some cases, they seem to have managed to say that it wasn't the the animal's fault that the, and, and that animal, and the animal, yeah, the, and the animal didn't consent. 
Sometimes they was asking for it, though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to wear any clothes. Like, <laughs> Look at that pig walking around all naked. Mm-hmm. Wanting it. Exactly. <laughs> so usually the animal wasn't punished. So I guess that's, that's good. Yeah. And did they have a specific animal or just saying in general that's um, what happened? Well, yeah. Usually probably like sheep and horses as far as I... I mean, sheep heard. aren't like fluffy, so I guess... I mean... <laughs> I feel like that'd be the better one. Better. Yeah. I guess. Because they're, they're soft. Never thought about it. Well, I mean, horses are big. They're scary. That's true. And they'll hurt. Yeah. And they could kick you at any point. And the pigs could crush you. So that's no fun. <laughs> well, if you're doing it that way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's move okay. on. Um, so that's all the stories that happened that time. But... Um, but even though, like, we think these stories are completely ridiculous, like putting an animal on trial, uh, but there are some more recent stories of people putting animals on trial on trial for crimes that they did. Um, so one is in 1916, an elephant named Mary murdered her trainer, and she was hanged in Tennessee using a crane. Which. Why would you go through all the effort? I know, just shoot it <laughs> yeah. or something. I mean, if you have to. Is that the only way by so, law they could kill the elephant? By, by hanging, yeah. yeah. I mean, they are going by what they did to humans maybe still, even though this was, what, 100 years ago? Yeah, 1960. It could have done the firing squad or something. Yeah. <laughs> Get a whole crane and hang. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Did yeah. it say where that one is? Um, In Tennessee. Oh, you said that, okay. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And no, then spread to the U.S. And then in 2008, in Macedonia, a oh, bear Macedonia, Macedonia yeah. whatever, a bear was convicted of stealing honey from a beekeeper, and so the Park Service was forced to pay three thousand five hundred dollars in damages. And it's like <laughs> that weirdly has to do with one a part of what I'm going to talk about later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like, why do the parks have to pay for it? Like, yeah. They can't control the bear. <laughs> you have honey, it's going to go get it. Like It's, yeah. it's like they haven't like watched Winnie the Pooh at all. Yeah. That's, that's clearly um, a very old case. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's interesting. I didn't even know that that was even a thing. That I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yes. I just, I want to know how these trials went. Like, they tried to make it as close to, I still can't get over that. It's like, what what would they do? Just, and like, would it they, sit at a, at a podium? And I mean. Get a microphone and cross-examined? Or would it just be like. Do they have their own lawyer? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, they can't so really defend questions. themselves. No. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess in the Middle Ages, they were just like, we don't give a shit. And we're going to mm -hmm. do whatever the fuck we want. And so they're all dying anyways. So I figured maybe they're like YOLO. And... Yeah. So I don't know. But I found this. My information is from a website called Atlas Obscura. Mm -hmm. So if you just look up um, truth and myth behind animal trials of the Middle Ages on that website, you'll find it. Oh, okay. Oh, if you want to learn more about it and you can actually read the book that the article got its information mm -hmm. from but it's super long so i was like i'm not gonna deal with that yeah <laughs> i mean it would be a very interesting read for sure because yeah. i'm sure they get more in detail about 
what the hell they were thinking and why and what that accomplished but instead of just as we do now if there's a dog that kills somebody or whatever it's wonder, put down i wonder if it's they, not hung with the the pig that they burned i wonder if they ate it mm. yeah i would I, maybe after they smelled it and we're like okay this is pretty good let's just kill yeah. two birds with two pigs with one stone with one with fire. fire yeah <laughs> That's crazy, and it's 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 funny how much one of these one of those has to do with my next segment. Um, so I thought of a, some a quick little fun thing we could try uh, in between our stories. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen, so I mean, tell me. yeah, it's um, yeah. Is I'll, it like a quiz or something? No, no, no. Oh. It's it's pretty simple, um, but you'll see how it ties into it. Um, so this is what I like to call a spot the fake. Um, so as I was going through headlines of different stories or, you know, what I was going to go over for the current crime, unusual crime story, mm-hmm. I just was kind of looking at interesting headlines or like just way over the top, like kind of like you would see on Dumb People Town or something. Um, so hopefully you haven't seen any of these, but so I got Is three. Is it about the pooper? <laughs> oh, the cereal pooper that yeah. would poop in front of someone's house every... Yeah. You no, know, it's not. Okay. The jogger or something, right? Yeah, the jogger that was... No. Yeah. No, okay. So you'll see. I mean, so I have three headlines here. Okay. And I want you to try to spot which one I made up and which ones are legit. Okay, so the so two are real and the one you two made Two are real. I made up one. I okay. will read them all. Um. And then you will tell me which one is fake. Okay. Okay. So A, and I'm just reading the headline as it is or as I've, as I've made it up. Okay. Okay. Let's see if I can fool you. We can keep a scorecard. A, headline, headline A. Mm Mm-hmm. Man with red sauce on face charged with stealing meatballs. That's like something you would do. (laughs) That'd be a crime you would commit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't waste it on meatballs. I would I would go for something bigger. Like chicken parm? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just cover your face with mm-hmm. meat sauce, uh, with red sauce, and like no one would be able to tell who you are. Yeah. <laughs> steal so much chicken parm. So that's A. Okay. B. Ohio man calls police on pig following him home. I mean, uh, yeah, again. That's, they could kill you. Mm-hmm. So that's two, which just ties into it. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, a third one ties into it even more, mm-hmm. which we didn't even talk about your story at all. <laughs> third one, C. Winnie the Pooh street performer arrested for theft of honey. Okay. And that one is C. So you have man with red sauce on face charged with stealing meatballs. Mm-hmm. You have Ohio man calls police on pig following him home. And you have Winnie the Pooh street performer arrested for theft of honey. Hmm. I'll give you a second to think. Okay. Take a drink here and show, walk me through your, your thought process here. Well, I believe the second one is real. Because I feel like someone would be stupid enough to call the police for that. <laughs> okay, someone in Ohio. Yeah. And, and it's Ohio. Mm-hmm. So, no offense to people in Ohio, mm-hmm. but... Not all of you, but some of you are sketchy. <laughs> yeah. um, Cleveland. <clears throat> and then I feel like the red face one, the mm-hmm. po- 
the red sauce one. I feel like that's so ridiculous that that had to be real. Okay. So I'm going to say it's C. So you're going to say it's Winnie the Pooh street performer arrested for theft of honey? Yeah, because like, I feel like most street performers are like in big cities. Uh -huh. So like, who would have just like a thing of honey? <laughs> like in, in like Times Square and like Las Vegas, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's the least likely. Okay, so let me go to the first um, real story. Okay. And just turn it around and read it to you. Which is Ohio man calls police on pig following him home. Oh, it's cute. You can cute. see that. I, mean, I guess it's cute. I don't know. It's pretty. Well, scary. if its eyes weren't all white, it'd be cute. <laughs> yeah. it didn't look like the Undertaker with his eyes. Yeah. So, a man in Ohio realized the downside of bringing home the bacon. Oh my God, it's one yeah. of those how they news people write their articles. When a pig wouldn't stop following him home on his way home uh, early Saturday morning, police in Ohio say they identified the. Uh, they thought the unidentified man must have been drunk or hallucinating uh, when they received the call at 5.26 a.m. Upon arrival, they discovered the man who was totally sober but still being followed by the pig near the city's Amtrak station. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, that's just a quick summary of that one because that's not my main story, but you got that one right. Okay. The next story that is true is... That's not a drum roll, but... Yeah. Man with red sauce on face yeah! charged with stealing meatballs. Okay. <laughs> so you got it. And uh, was it even close? Did you even think maybe possibly the Winnie the Pooh one was um for a split second? No, because no, the other two were so outlandish. I guess. That, yeah, yeah, and again, like who the hell has honey? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're Winnie the Pooh. It's funny though, because you mentioned Winnie the Pooh earlier, and yeah. about a bear stealing honey. <laughs> and talked about pigs. Yeah. And those were two of my headlines. That's why I thought maybe, maybe she would think it's real because I had just randomly had it, but No. I, I just yeah. I just I've been to Times Square in Las Vegas <laughs> and like no one has honey on them. So this one, quick recap of this one, Hazel Township, Pennsylvania. <laughs> your my home sta state. Mm -hmm. Police say a damning clue led to the arrest of a Pennsylvania man charged with stealing a pot of meatballs. The red sauce smeared on his face and clothes. So they charged the 48-year-old uh, Glenn Robert Potter with burglary, criminal trespass, and theft by unlawful taking for swiping a pot of meatballs from a man's garage on Monday. Hmm. <laughs> Police said the victim reported his meatballs missing and told officers at around 2.30 p.m. <laughs> so the pot was found on, his, on the street. Um, they saw Potter standing in front of his house with telltale smears of sauce on his face and clothing. Talk about getting caught red-handed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, what's your email address so people can send their hate? <laughs> hey, their I hate thought comments. it was good. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you should be working for uh, this CBS News. No, I have to make a grammatical mistake. Because a man in Ohio realized the downside of bringing home the bacon. <laughs> that, these are both from CBS News, by the way, that I found these. So, and of course, the other one totally fabricated by me. So, yeah, good job. Yeah, you have a, a one point right now. Yay! In our game, so that can be a recurring thing. I try to make them like crime related. So, calling the police. I mean, that's not only really a crime, but Pig was, I guess, loitering, yep. <laughs> stalking. Yeah, if, if the pig, if it was in the Middle Ages, could have sent his death. Yeah, that's true. If he killed the guy, so. 
And then the stealing of the meatballs, obviously, is a horrible crime. Okay, so let me get to my unusual crime that you probably have heard of, I, I, I think, but maybe don't know the whole story, because I do remember hearing about this. Um, the article is from April. Um, so let me just jump into the headline here. Um, all right. Man gets 50 years for $1.2 million fajita heist. Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, I'll, 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 figure, I'll figure it out. I, have, <laughs> I just have questions already. And before you ask, I don't know if it's chicken or beef or or uh, steak. Those are the important details, I, It's not gosh. in here. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at two different articles. Maybe should have gone further because I really wanted to know also, but I started to drool just talking about fajitas. Um, well, I mean, it's, if it's like $1.2 million, dollars, they, like, they might be steak. <laughs> well, I was gonna say maybe it's like bear or something. <laughs> yeah, it's venison or something. Shark, shark, bacon. Put some bacon in there. So a Texas man, of course, yeah. has been sentenced to fifty years in prison for stealing one point two million dollars worth of fajitas over nine years. Oh, cool. so it's not like one <laughs> it was like yeah, it was a long con. Oh man, this is less exciting now. I thought mm -hmm. it was like. <laughs> like like just the super like a restaurant like made this special like really expensive like fajitas with yeah. like like elk meat and like it had like gold shavings and <laughs> yeah. truffles on it. No, it was it was a long con, and oh. uh, I'll get into uh, I mean how exactly it worked. It's kind of like uh, what the Ocean's Ocean's Eleven, mm -hmm. but with fajitas. <laughs> Is what you're thinking of but it was yeah. less exciting than that and didn't have as many stars it just had this one guy oh okay um so the brownsville heralds reports he told the court that the fajita scheme spun out of control <laughs> fajita <laughs> scheme not a bad tejano band name <laughs> fajita scheme <laughs> yeah yeah i see it um I, I feel like they'd be like a latino like death metal band. Yeah, just like infused. Yeah. Fajita scheme. Um, Fajita scheme, bro. <laughs> Gilberto Escamilla, age 53, okay. was employed at the Daryl B. Hester Juvenile Detention Center in San Benito, Texas until August 2017 when it was discovered that he had been placing orders for fajitas using county funds and then selling them for his own profit since December 2008, according to Cameron County Court filings. So he's basically <laughs> using the money from the um, juvenile... Well, he yeah, he was placing orders for fajitas using, yeah, the funds for them. So thinking that they were going to be for the kids. You're right. Yeah. And yeah, there's some of that in here too. So he had been intercepting fajitas that he ordered through the Cameron County Juvenile Center where he worked and then delivering them to his own customers, which is not a good business model. And I feel like if like the, the juveniles were found out, they'd be pissed. <laughs> right. And the juveniles are ready, so they already have like some kind of like yeah. criminal history. And so then they, you you don't wanna You're holding fajitas from us, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that's how you get shaped. Also using her money. Okay. Um so according to the Brownsville Herald, Escamilla's scheme unraveled last August after a delivery driver with um, the food service, Labatt Food Service, phoned the detention center to give kitchen employees a heads up that an 800 pound delivery of fajitas had arrived. Um, 
I don't know if it's in here, but I read he was like at a medical appointment or something, so he wasn't there to like intercept it as he usually does. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, if you got eight hundred pounds of fajitas coming, you better you better be there. It's like, hey, can I reschedule? I have something else coming. Yeah, so... or yeah, reschedule. You know, get I don't know. You can't really store them anywhere. No, you can't that... really hide them either. Yeah. Um, so he really, I mean, he did do this for nine years or so. So, I mean, kudos to that, but eventually the fajita is going to catch up with you, I think is the main point, but, um. And you're calling my, my phrase is cheesy. What? The fajitas are going to catch up to you. The, I didn't say ketchup. Is that what you thought yeah. I said? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's going to catch up to you in one way or another. I mean, fajitas, you're not supposed to put ketchup on fajitas. Well, there's weird people in the joke? world. That's true, I guess. I mean, People no. put olives and pineapple and strawberries on their pizza. Yeah. What was that one we saw? It was like creamed corn or some crap. <laughs> it was something. Yeah. Peas and... Yeah, people like put peas in their guacamole. Yeah. And uh, it's like, um... I'm... it's not right. Yeah. Anyways, um... <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't making that fun. So okay. um, disregard. Jerry will disregard that comment. Employees immediately thought the delivery to be suspicious. Ooh, you almost dropped it. Already. As minors at the detention center are not served fajitas. However, the delivery driver insisted that he had been delivering fajitas to the uh, detention center's kitchen for the past nine years. So when he, he said, well, I've been coming here the last nine years. Like, what's the deal? They had no idea. That's when they uh, contacted police. Um, after being fired and arrested... His house was searched by police who found packages of the fajitas in his refrigerator. Yeah, and if he had a wife, she must have been tired of fajitas. <laughs> right? Again <laughs> like, with can, this. Can we go to Olive Garden or Please. something? Get some, yeah. Uh, yeah. So a quote from him, the uh, fajita thief. Mm-hmm. It was selfish. It started small and got bigger and out of control. As Camilla said during a court testimony. <laughs> testimony. It got to the point where I couldn't control it anymore. <laughs> well, couldn't you just tell them, like, not to give you fajitas? Yeah, I mean, you can control how much fajita intake. Yeah. I mean, you're the one ordering it. You just, I mean, come on. Yes. It's, it's not an excuse. Okay, so the, tex- uh, the Texas D- uh, State District Judge handed down the sentence, dismissed an additional theft charge as part of an earlier plea deal made by him. Um he stole more than $200,000 worth of goods. Um, oh, sorry. Because he stole more than $200,000, that's the Texas law that says it's a first-degree felony. Mm-hmm. So he's, he stole, like, over five times <laughs> that minimum. Um, so that felony allows for a sentencing of up to 99 years. So they gave him about half the max mm-hmm. in that. Um it also allows for a more, a more severe punishment if the defendant commits a crime while he's a public servant. So it could have even gone higher, actually, since, I mean, he's a public servant. Maybe they're like, you know, he's trying to bring happiness to people by giving them like he does. Yeah. Just, <laughs> we'll just make it 50 years instead of 99. Yeah. So last part here. So when he was sentenced on Friday, and again, this was about a month ago, so... um. He was served with a maximum fine of ten thousand dollars on <laughs> on top of oh. the one point two million that he was ordered to pay back for the oh. cost of the fight. Okay. So what's another ten thousand, I guess. So all in all, it's what 
um, a one million two hundred and sixty-one thousand five hundred seventy-eight dollars that he owed, and serving fifty years for laundering fajitas. And um, is he eligible for parole anytime? Or uh, not that it shows here. I mean, I'm more curious to see what kind of fajitas it was, but I didn't see anything about his parole. But you know, now that well, it seems like it's going to be either chicken or beef. You know, <laughs> yeah. If it's not, it's not fancy fajitas like I thought it was. So here's a, and you know, listeners won't be able to see this, but if you go, so, oh, sorry, by the way, I used um, NBC News and then News Radio KLBJ were my sources. Um, one of them has a picture. If you just go to NBC News and it's, man gets 50 years for fajita heist is the name. Um, so they have a picture of him here. That's the dude. <laughs> he's basically like a bald dude with glasses looking over his shoulder. In he's court. like, he's like, but he does. <laughs> yeah, he's looking over his shoulder back like to see if he heard some sizzling or something. Yeah. And I just put this for fun because I thought you might appreciate it and think that he looks kind of like that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see it. So he looks kind of like Lakitu, the... Super, the, the Mario character um, that is usually found in the cloud dropping down spiny shells. Yeah, except he's And he's sure. also the one that um, has the traffic light and starts the races in Mario Kart. Yeah, except for this guy is <laughs> dropping fajitas everywhere. Yeah, of... yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just making it rain fajitas on his own customers. And... Yeah. But yeah, he looks like Lakitu, so look him up if you want to see what he looks like, because it's very close. Um... And yeah, his name is, uh, where was it? Gilberto Escamilla. So cool. yeah, that is um, my current crime, unusual crime. I think we pretty much, those pretty much both fit very well into yeah. what we were going for. Yeah, it's not, it's their lighthearted ones. Mm-hmm. I could have gone really dark. Yeah, this, but... I mean, last one was, was already dark enough with the whole um holocaust stuff yeah yeah <laughs> it but, went straight into that I but i mean it was it was very entertaining was very yeah fun. one of the other things i was thinking about is like um going over like the crimes that um what's his name vlad the impaler did mm-hmm. but it's like yeah he made like a whole forest of like dead people on poles oh. so yeah so i was like well, i mean is- we could have saved that for <laughs> Well, that's just one of the things yeah. he did. Yeah, I'm sure we'll end up doing murder and mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah, he's a horrible human being. Yeah. So it's crazy. All right. Well, um, I think that wraps up another one. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, let's clink our empty glasses. Yeah. And go grab a refill. Yes. Bye. Bye.